This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Back to practice and plenty to watch for. The New York Islanders in tomorrow night and Caps senior writer Mike Vogel joins us on appreciating Tom Wilson and the shiny new toy that is the Washington Power Play. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, November 1st. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It's a practice day today in Arlington, and after a day away, here's what we'll be watching for today. First, the status of Charlie Lindgren. He left practice hurting on Monday with a lower body ailment. Will he be able to practice with his teammates today? And something else we'll be watching for today. Will Connor McMichael skate at center? He did on Monday, taking turns on the third line with Nick Backstrom, with the team taking an optional tomorrow on game day. What we see today is almost certainly how the game will start tomorrow night at 7th and F. We'll break it down for you here tomorrow on the show. As for today, we're happy to have Mike Vogel with us as he gives us his take on the new look power play and how it's coming together. Dylan Strom's hot start an appreciation for Tom Wilson, where he's come from in the last year, and his place already seemingly secure in franchise history. Well, Vogue's a little bit of a gap in the schedule here with three wins in a row and now getting ready for the Islanders on Thursday. But I want to lead off talking about the power play because I really thought in the San Jose game, the different wrinkles and the different things that we see now under Kirk Muller, you can't do it all in a day or a game or during training camp. But I thought that was really maybe one of the first times where you saw a lot of different wrinkles and different things. Obi shooting for the right circle, a lot of movement. It was a really fun thing to watch in that San Jose it was, game. It was kind of chaotic and it seemed like it was only partially choreographed but guys were reading off each other and I think the idea is obviously just to throw some chaos and some uncertainty into the power play and if you go back to day one of training camp when Spencer Carberry was talking about it, it's like these days there's so much video, coaches spend so much time on pre-scouts that every team knows what every other team is doing and they know their plan A, their plan B, their plan C So the best way for a power play to operate is to give them the unexpected the Spanish Inquisition sort of a sort of a plan if if you will early on I think they were they were trying to keep sort of the same format and everything and you can still see some of the same long time positioning things that we see from those guys out there but they do a good job of reading off one another and, and knowing when to okay I'm gonna dart over here and you go up here and like you say it was fun to watch and it'll be interesting to see what other looks and wrinkles they come up with over time and and how they work too because like you said they were effective and it was fun to watch that was one game where they they didn't find the back of the net but you got to think that if they they keep this sort of mentality that the numbers will come and they should be back up you know in the top third of the league or so you'd hope. Dylan Strome with not just the goals although that is something that's been incredible six so far on the season does it again against the Sharks but the 
winning of face-offs, the ice time he's gotten playing with Ovechkin and Wilson. That's a pretty good top line this team has right now, seven games in. Yeah, and you know, I, I think for me, Dylan Strom, when you look at the way he finished last season, and a lot of that was with Alex and, and Tom as, as his line mates too, I thought he was so good that, that last quarter of the season for a team that admittedly wasn't very good. And he was noticeable night after night, and he was putting up numbers. But also, I think he, at least in my head, gave me pause to think, I've had this in my head that this guy's a 2C, but now, you know, watching him play these last 20 games or so, maybe he's a 1C, and that sort of changes the complexion of your depth chart going forward. And now, just the start of this season is leading me to believe that, yeah, legitimately, he may be that guy. He seems to be shooting the puck more. He's pulling the trigger, getting about three and a half, four shots a night on net, which if you look at his career history, that's an uptick. Now it's a small sample size. But for me, that the game on Sunday against San Jose, that dominance in the circle, 21 out of 27, I think, at game's end. And it started in the last minute of the first period where they had like five straight draws in the San Jose zone. He not only won them all, but they managed to get pucks to the net and, and put a lot of pressure on the Sharks. And look, you look up the scoreboard, maybe five minutes left in the first. Shots were like 8-2 for San Jose. And, and it was in that last couple of minutes of the first period with those draw wins that for me, the Caps found their legs, found their game, and, and they just sort of worked a team that was looking for any little glimmer of hope. And they, they just sort of pounded them and, and ground them down. I mean, two of the ugliest goals, really. Stromer, a good shot, and Carberry did a great job of illuminating why that shot is dangerous coming from the middle of the ice rather than one of the flanks. So credit to him for shooting from there and getting it through. And then obviously Tom's goal was really ugly, but for me it was the stick to of that game and just realizing that these guys have had a rough road trip and we're not going to be the first team to lose to them this year. We're going to find a way. And I mean, they did stick to it. And those face-offs for me it was the start of what eventually got the Caps out of the building with two points that day, and I, I think that's all Dylan Strom. In the midst of the win streak, and we talked a little bit about Wilson in there, but I don't know that people really fully realize how long it takes to come back from the injury that he did. You don't get a camp, you don't get a normal summer to train. He had all of those things this past summer, have a training camp and be ready to go, and it takes a long time to be able to come back from that kind of surgery in the knee thing and now I really felt like on this little stretch of winning here and he's been involved a lot of it vintage Wilson like he's back 100% the goals the penalty killing even without Lars Eller on his wing this year and doing the PK he's back to doing everything he does you're exactly right John and I would carry it back even to the first few games of the season when the Caps were really scuffling they were giving up first two goals every game they were getting hammed in their own zone they were there were nights where you'd look up the scoreboard and the shots I think it may have been the Calgary game where it was like 18-3 or something like that in the first period. And he goes out, I think it was I think it was that game. He put a hit on, I think it was Zadorov in the corner there. That finally, you know, he knows what he needs to do to, to on any given night to wake up his teammates sometimes. Whatever's needed, he delivers it. And it might be physicality, it might be making a play, it might be scoring a shorthanded goal, it might be blocking a shot, killing a penalty. He's such a unicorn of a player and such a, an all-purpose Swiss army knife of a player. 
there are a few things that you can't count on him to do. I mean, this guy's been a rare bird from the time he was drafted. There's, I don't know how long the list of players are that played in a Stanley Cup playoff game before they even played in a preseason game, but this guy was one of them. He's a guy who played in all 82 games as a teenager. That's a very short list, and he's the guy on that list who scored the fewest points in his rookie season and still managed to. And look, you remember his first career goal was on a power play against the Islanders in garbage time. He goes 383 more games and hoists a Stanley Cup before he scores his second power play goal of his career. I mean, this guy, he's an anomaly of a player and really a human being, too. He's so far from the villain that he's portrayed as being around the league. Caps are really fortunate to have had him here for He's in his 11th season now, and he just signed a seven-year deal that kicks in next year. Do the math on that. If he's here through that period of time, that's 18 years, and your captain who's here now is is in season 19. When when Tom Wilson's career is over, we're going to be talking about him as one of the all-time great capitals. And again, you and I talk a lot about Backstrom, Ovechkin, Carlson, Holpe. Appreciate these guys while they're here. You're, you're seeing some of the best players at their positions. That goes for Tom Wilson as well. No doubt. Well, Vogs, we appreciate it. Nice little lull in the schedule here and uh, see what happens Thursday with the Islanders. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the downtime, but that'll be a fun one too. Thanks to Cap senior writer Mike Vogel for joining us this morning. It's been a little quiet this week, but the quiet about to come to an end as the homestand continues tomorrow night. It's the Capitals and the New York Islanders tomorrow in D.C., 645 airtime on 106.7 The Fan and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free everywhere at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great 1st of November, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.